Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Are you in a crazy-making relationship? Feel anxious, angry, and unsafe? Welcome to Save Your Sanity. Insight, skills, strategies, and inspiration for emerging empowered from toxic relationships and breaking the bonds of emotional abuse. Keep listening. We'll figure a few things out. Hello, I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler, and welcome to Save Your Sanity. We're going to be talking about that feeling that you get that I'm in a relationship, and yet I feel so alone. I feel lonely. What's going on? I want to help you identify when you're with another human who is emotionally unavailable, and you keep being hooked on the hope that you can reach them, but it has very little to do with you. I want to help you see that in this episode to realize that if they are keeping themselves quote unquote safe by being emotionally unavailable, you can't reach them. So you want to know how to see that so you can stop thinking that being lonely in the relationship is your fault. So stay tuned because this is so important. You're in a relationship to feel connected, to feel cooperating, to feel collaborating, to feel caring, and you want it to be a mutual thing. And when you're with someone that you just don't seem to be able to reach, or they won't reach in your direction, you may think, well, what do I need to do? And that's always a good thought. Be self-reflective. But then you try everything you can think of, including not bothering them, staying out of their way. And yet, no matter what, You cannot create that connection. And the reason is because they don't want it to happen. So you almost connect sometimes, but then the other person withdraws. Or if you'll remember in other episodes, when I've talked about that as a result of them feeling almost equal to you, and they will not allow that, so they then veer off in another direction or overstep you. So you're longing for this emotional connectivity, and they are keeping themselves safe by being emotionally unavailable. And it may seem that your partner seems comfortable, but they're not. They're uncomfortable. They're uncomfortable feeling their own feelings, being asked to to name their feelings, sharing their feelings being present to your feelings. Um, You know, in my book, Kaizen for Couples, I talk about the difference between being proximate and being present. And it's a huge difference. You can be in the same room or the same car, you're proximate. But one or both people can be way out somewhere else in their mind. So you're proximate, but you're not present to each other. You're not fully available to each other. And if you're with a hijackal, those difficult people I talk about all the time, they make a practice of being emotionally unavailable. It's their safety mechanism. It's a defense mechanism. 
they didn't learn it just in time for you. It's something that they have been with most of their life in most cases. And you are just coming around to realizing perhaps that you could stand on your head and spit wooden nickels for a decade and they won't care. They won't change. And so it's important for you to realize that it's not you. It's not something you're doing or something you're not doing, although they'll happily tell you it's your fault. It's just something that is the truth of them. They are emotionally unavailable. So they're not responsive to your emotions because if they're not feeling safe having emotions, they don't want to express their own emotions. When emotions come toward them, they're very dismissive. They're very discounting because they're not going to have any part of any of that. And that's emotional unavailability. Does this sound familiar to you? Because this defense mechanism, it makes them seem disinterested or cold or aloof or uncaring or lacking in empathy or sometimes we'll mistake it for being reserved. But the result is the same, isn't it? They're just not there for you. They're not present in the relationship. And they really read as uncaring. And you can't convince them to care. It won't happen. It won't work. It's not your job anyway. So this behavior is learned, usually early in their life, to protect them from being hurt. They have learned how to survive and how to stay away from being hurt. You didn't teach them that. You didn't break them. You can't fix them. You've heard me say that before. But you do need to recognize what's going on so you can make good decisions for you. And their message really is, don't get too close. I don't want to hear your feelings. I don't want to name my feelings. I actually don't want to feel anything. And so you get these extreme emotions from them in the terms of of eruptions. So they either fall silent and give you that dreaded silent treatment that I did an episode about, or they'll rage. And there is a third thing they'll do. They'll poke and prod you to try and get you to react. And when you react, they tell you you're the problem. And that's the episode on reactive abuse. So if those things are happening to you, there are episodes for you wherever you like to get your podcasts. Search them, save your sanity, and then search on the episodes. And if you're not sure uh, how to find them exactly, you can go to SaveYourSanityPodcast.com and they're all there for you and you can search on them there. So emotionally unavailable people, they avoid other people's emotions. So when you say, you know, I, I want to talk, I'm feeling hurt or I'm feeling sad, to them that is like huge red flag to run. They go, like, I'm out of here. I, I No, I don't want to talk about feelings. Because for them, that's an energy drain. It's an energy leak. I don't want to identify my feelings, and I surely don't want to hear yours. And I don't want you to make me responsible for yours, and I don't want to know that what I'm doing is causing you to have feelings. I don't want to hear about any of it. And that could be 
what's happening. And therefore, you don't have anyone to share with. Thus, you feel lonely in a relationship that is supposed to be a partnership where neither person feels lonely. And you have your person. You have that one person you can rely on. And then they're emotionally unavailable. And they don't have a real interest in you because if they allowed themselves to be vulnerable, they might get hurt. So they're not going to do that. So they don't show a great interest in your emotions. They're certainly not going to take care of your emotions. They will blame you for having them. They will find them annoying. They will make you wrong for bringing them up um, because they just don't care that much. And even if they do care, some of them do care a little, they don't have the capacity to get outside of their fear of being hurt. Now, don't put your compassion hat on too firmly there because you can't change it. You can only accept that it can't be changed. I know you don't want to. I know how difficult it is. You're not giving up on them. You're not saying no to them. You're saying yes to yourself. Like, I am not going to keep putting my energy, my hopes, my dreams, all of my longing into this person who is dedicated or unwilling or unable to respond. And I know, you know, people will say, well, you made your bed, you lie in it, you chose that person, you should stick with them. You know, unhelpful people do not know what's going on in a hijackal relationship. Because, as I speak often, hijackals paint a public picture of perfection while at home providing a private place of pain. So when you try to say what's going on in your private relationship, they only see the public picture of perfection and they don't get it. So a person who is emotionally unavailable is dedicated to not showing that they care. If they care deeply, they don't want to lose you, but they're afraid to say that they care deeply. They're afraid to demonstrate those emotions. In fact, their fear is so great that they would rather lose you or even push you away rather than feel their feelings or admit to having them. And that's sad, but you can't do anything about it. I hope you understood that. You want to do something about it. You can deeply care, but they won't change. They won't let you in. They can't. They're too deeply hurt, and they're too protective now. So you can't get to them. They don't want to be got to anyway in many cases. So emotionally unavailable people, they, they don't understand this way that they behave. And you can't help them understand it. You know, occasionally uh, when people come to work with me, they will say, you know, I think I might be a hijackal or have some hijackal tendencies and we'll talk about it. And But usually a person who thinks they might have some hijackal tendencies is likely to be a person who doesn't but is afraid that they haven't turned over every stone looking for where the fault in them might be. And if you ever want to talk to me, you can go to beaclient.com, beaclient.com. 
So they're thinking about protecting themselves. So they don't have any time or energy for or willingness to learn about you. And again, you feel lonely. Aren't they interested in me? Why did they bother with me? Why are they with me? What What is this relationship really made of? And they'll say even that they don't care because they want to create that distance. You know, what makes you think I care about you anyway? Well, you come home every night. Yeah, well, I have a safe place to come home to, but I sure don't want it cluttered up with you talking about feelings or asking me about mine. And so they become quite righteous about that. And then you feel lonelier and lonelier, diminished and retreating because there's nowhere to talk about it in the relationship. So there's no way to communicate. And that's key to having a healthy relationship. And they may not even be good at having friends or partners at all because they simply won't go all in. They won't commit to it, to the relationship. They're always holding back. They're always, the fear is holding back. They're not going to give you something that that they fear will hurt them at some point. And so that is almost an impossible quest. And I hope you realize that. It has nothing to do with you not being good enough or patient enough or loving enough or trusting enough or respectful enough or quiet enough or invisible enough. It's all about them. And so hear these things because you might be putting all your life energy into trying to change a relationship with a person who is dedicated to not accepting any information or interested in any degree of change. And I know you get glimmers of hope every now and again when they really, really want something or they're afraid you're going to leave them. They seem to take a little interest and you brighten up and you think, oh, this is the moment. And then you're disappointed because in days or weeks, it's gone back to the way it was and may even be worse. And, you know, I wrote about this in Kaizen for Couples. And if you want to want to read that book, you can get it on Amazon. Kaizen for Couples is spelled K-A-I-Z-E-N. Kaizen for Couples, Smart Steps to Save, Sustain, and Strengthen Your Relationship, a great handbook for healthy relationships and how to build them. But in in, uh, Kaizen for Couples, I wrote about what I call the hokey pokey relationship. That's when you have one foot in and one foot out, and that's what it's all about. And that's the relationship with a hijackal. It's a hokey-pokey relationship. And again, if they're not a full-blown hijackal, they may be just emotionally unavailable. And that's not just. That's a big thing. So if they're emotionally unavailable, they'll still be in a hokey-pokey relationship because they can't and won't fully commit. And they don't desire to keep in touch with you. They may surveil you. Where are you? What are you doing? Why is it taking you so long? You know, that kind of thing if you're in a dire hijackal relationship. But if you're friends, they won't keep in touch. They'll just let people fade away. And they're not good at that. And they don't want to invest much energy into a relationship. And if you're in a full-term relationship with them that you feel committed to, know that they're not committed to the relationship, developing equality, reciprocity, and mutuality. They're 100% not there, not going there. 
So again, that's important. Again, episode 115, everybody is wise to listen to that one. So it's big because these people who are emotionally unavailable, they have a big issue with making the needs of another person a priority. Wow, right? You as someone who has difficulty being interested in your needs, then you can't be surprised that they're going to have greater difficulty in making your needs a priority for them. No, it comes right back to their needs and why they are more important and why you should not expect them to pay attention to you. True emotional unavailability. You can't change it. You can't make the difference in them. They have to want to. So it comes across as they don't care. They don't value the relationship. They're happy to let it go. They don't need you. I don't want you. I don't need a relationship. I don't need anybody. I don't need anything. I'm fine by myself. So the relationships get ruined or you just get dropped or the relationship just dies right there. And you'll find if you are with a person like that, you're the one who's doing all the work to keep the relationship alive, to keep it at least with a little bit of reciprocity in it, maybe, because you know that you can withhold something and they will get interested in you for a hot minute. But it's not healthy. There's nothing healthy about being in a relationship with an emotionally unavailable person. And I'm going to do an episode in the next couple of months on what if you feel like you don't know how to connect with somebody. You don't know how to emotionally attach to someone so that people who are having that feeling can learn more about where that comes from and what to do about it. But for this episode, I want to help you identify a person who is emotionally unavailable because you can't engage them. You can talk, you can cry, you can complain, you can do so much and it will not change them because their fear is so great. So they're happy to keep to themselves and they're not all that keen to be with other people unless they have power over them. Emotionally unavailable people who don't need power over others, who are not hijackals, will still prefer their own company. They'll still keep to themselves. They don't want to run that risk of getting involved or getting into those pesky feelings. They don't want to do that. You know, there are, an emo- there are emotionally unavailable people who are not hijackals. They just feel really unsafe in the world of feelings. And they won't connect even though they want to connect. So it's not only about hijackals. It can be someone who desperately wishes they could connect, but they don't know how. So they come across as emotionally available, unavailable. And then when you tell them you feel that way, they feel worse and they withdraw more because they feel they're inadequate. So that's a big thing to notice. 
This isn't just about hijackals. It's about other people who don't feel safe in their own skin, who therefore won't risk being emotionally available. And so they avoid situations that call for strong emotions, like a full-time relationship or being with you often. And that can be very damaging because you don't understand. You're putting so much into the relationship and yet you're getting so little from it. Is it me? What am I doing? Do I need to do more? I thought I did everything. I've forgiven them. I've made myself into a pretzel to try and make them happy. I may even have become a doormat and do anything they want. And say, Still, they will not see me. They will not connect with me. They will not be present, even though they may be proximate. They just won't because they can't. And can't turns into won't, and you can't tell the difference after a while. So when an emotionally unavailable person gets into a conversation and that conversation gets difficult, they immediately go to the threat. I'm going to walk out of here. I'm going to get a divorce. I'm never going to speak to you again. Like there's just zero to 60. They're going to, they're, they want to bring the conversation to an end. So they bring out the big guns quickly. And that's a sign of emotional unavailability. I, I don't know what to do with all this feeling stuff. So let me just threaten that I'll be out of here in a second. If you continue with all this harangue and all this, Soft talk about emotions. I don't want to have it. So if you want me to stick around, be quiet. And don't bring it up again. Or I'll just threaten to leave again. Or I'll go silent and stay silent for a long time in the hopes that you will apologize for something you didn't do and beg me to speak to you. And I won't have had to be emotionally available. So one of the things that they develop, because they don't have skills, they see the world in very black and white terms, very all or nothing. So it's either on or it's off, but there's nowhere in between. They are binary machines. I'm zero, one, zero, one. We're together. You say all those things. We're not together. It's black or it's white. There are no shades of gray. And if you don't have shades of gray, you don't have communication, you don't have conflict management skills, you don't have ways to um, talk about your feelings, come to solutions, you don't have any of that. And that's probably what you're noticing, because that is the feeling of being lonely in a relationship that is supposed to make you feel connected and attached and good about doing life together. And emotionally unavailable people, they want to keep themselves safe more than they want to care about you. And that's really the bottom line. They just want to keep themselves safe more than they want to or can care about you. And that's something they have to work on. And it's something you have to come to accept. You may not like it. It is not what you wanted. But you do have wisdom when you accept that, oh, that person is emotionally unavailable. So I'm asking for something they're dedicated to never giving me. And then when you realize that and you allow it to sink in, you can make a better decision about what to do. 
And if you want to um, look at my new course, um, you can find it at relationshipprograms.com. That's called My Big Decision, the one I'm thinking of, Stay or Go. And there are other programs there for you um, to look at. But go to Relationship Programs and you can see all my courses. And that can help you. So emotionally unavailable people, they want to keep themselves safe more than they want to connect with you. More than they want to care about you. And you know what they hate? They hate repeat conversations. Now, I know a light bulb just went off inside you because you know that's true. If you bring up something again and again, we get to rage or silence faster because they don't like repeat conversations. It takes way too much energy. And the whole issue of the emotions doesn't make any more sense to them than it did the first time you said it. So they just get more angry, more tense, more anxious, and they're more likely to erupt. Make sense? You've probably experienced that. And now you know why. Because your feelings don't make sense to them because their feelings don't make sense to them. So what's a few other signs? They get really antsy and uneasy when you share your feelings. They're either in a rush or they're defensive or they're dismissive and discounting and they want you to shut you down and they want it to be over quickly. Is that all? You know, and you, you may recognize those things. So that's a big sign. And they have no solutions to offer. When you go to them with a problem that involves emotions, they have no solutions to offer because they don't want to be responsible for feelings and they don't care enough to jump in with you. They can't care enough to jump in with you because that would risk them feeling less than or feeling hurt. And they don't know how to comfort you. So they don't empathize or respond to your pain in ways that you want them to. And you think, oh, they don't love me. Well, they don't know how to love, right? They don't know. They're so involved with keeping themselves safe or keeping themselves aloof or keeping themselves away from humans and not having to get into the emotions that they just seem to not care. And all you're carrying in the world, all you're trying to make it safe for them, it really won't help. You know, it's disappointing. It really is. But how long are you going to chase after something that is absolutely dedicated to not being caught? You know, it's elusive. But it's more than that. It will always be elusive. And you can run after it for years Hooked on hope, it's going to change, but it isn't. And another sign of their emotional unavailability is that they seem dismissive and discounting of your feelings. And they don't they don't want to take a risk. They don't like vulnerability. They'll put you down for being vulnerable. They'll tell you you're weak. They'll tell you you're useless because that's the way they feel inside. And that's what we call projection. And those things are really important to notice. You know, if you find value in what you hear here, I really am thankful when people go and demonstrate that by supporting us at patreon.com slash save your sanity. 
You can make a small donation monthly or a one-time donation, but please consider supporting the work. It really helps. So when we're learning these things, when we get some insight like this, am I working overtime to try and elicit an emotional response from someone who's emotionally unavailable? And you know, when they get backed into a corner, it's going to be rage of the silent treatment because their emotional range is not that large. If you won't talk about your feelings, you won't feel your feelings, you won't name your feelings, and you're not interested in another person's feelings, you don't have much range of emotion. So you're either silent or you're raging because you want someone to go away, right? You don't want it to continue. Or if they stay, they divest themselves of any responsibility. Like, what do you want me to do about it? They're your feelings. You handle it. So if they do stay, they'll say something like that. And they don't want to share your emotions, and they don't want to share their emotions. And so you have to notice this. Because if you keep hoping that it's going to change and you identify by listening to these points that you're with someone who's emotionally unavailable, stop running. You're the one who's getting tired and you're running after something you can't catch. It's not going to change. I know it's disappointing. I know that you want to make the investment. You want to be able to help them change. You love them. You care about them. You don't want them to be in pain. But they're not responsive to any of that. It's too risky for them. So they push you away. And you know that that's the usual thing that they do. So they think emotional attachment will cause them harm in the future. So better to detach now. They're going to risk being hurt. So if these things sound familiar to you, and even more, if they feel familiar, if you, as I'm saying these things, you go, oh, yeah, I've experienced that. Oh, I was hoping that they would change. Oh, I thought there would be a better way that would cause them to respond to me in a positive way. No, because their emotions are unavailable to them. So therefore, they're going to behave in an emotionally unavailable way to you and to everyone else. Sometimes they can manage with children. Sometimes they can not feel risk adverse with children. Sometimes they feel safe with children. But as soon as that child starts to ask questions and probe and argue with them, it's over. It's over. So if you're with an emotionally unavailable person, know that you really can't bring about change in them. The change comes from you realizing that you are with that sort of person. You hope that you would be the person who would bring them some peace, make them feel safe, but they're dedicated to their own way of being. You didn't break them. You can't fix them. And if all these things in this episode remind you that you need to be in a community that will help you move forward and help you understand your feelings, come on over and join my Emerging Empowered community. Go to joinintoday.com. 
joinintoday.com and get three group Ask Me Anything calls a month for your membership where you can ask me your questions. Joinintoday.com. So I hope this episode has brought you not only insight, but a little peace to realize that you're not doing something wrong. You're not missing any boats. You're not leaving stones unturned. It is that they are not available to feel their feelings, to talk about their feelings, to be interested in your feelings, to want to solve these problems is all too risky for them. And their response will be silence or rage, or they'll leave. And once you know that, you can make better decisions. And as I said, if you need help making a decision, I have a full self-study course called My Big Decision, Stay or Go. I also have one called Is It Emotional Abuse to help you, and there are others there. So go to relationshipprograms.com and see all of the programs that are there for you. And until we speak again, take very good care of yourself because you're precious and you matter. Thank you for joining me on the Save Your Sanity podcast today. I hope you've had some insights, ideas, and strategies to help you gain clarity and confidence for moving forward toward greater emotional health and safety. You deserve that, and so do your children. If you found value here and would like to support this podcast with $1 or $5 each month, please do so at patreon.com slash saveyoursanity. Also, learn more about how to work with me by a video conference, join my Emerging Empowered community, subscribe to this podcast, find my books, all by visiting EmergingEmpowered.com. Talk soon.